0: is not with us today. He and a team of six people are in Nicaragua right now. They are planning the gospel through a CrossFit gym, which we are just so excited that we can reach other communities, other countries through a gym. He was saying that they're um, checking in dumbbells. They've got dumbbells that they're checking in at the airport because it's it's too heavy for the luggage anyway, so they're just tagging the dumbbells and sending it through. So we're so excited, but when you give to kingdom builders, when you give your tithes and you give your offerings, your offerings is that kingdom builders, right? So we give to um, local missions, global missions, and then we pour into the next generation. So that kingdom builders is where they're able to go out and build this community and spread the gospel that way. Now, Like I said, I'm the family life director, so I do a lot of things with kids, not so much the adults around here. So to make myself a little more comfortable, I'm gonna open up with a joke because kids really respond well to jokes. So we're just gonna get interactive for a minute. Um, This is my daughter's favorite right now. Um, Why didn't the toilet paper cross the road? It got stuck in a crack. Yes, it got stuck in a crack. So now that maybe you're a little more comfortable with me, um, have you ever faced, have you ever been faced with something that you didn't know how you were going to get through it? Or maybe you were going through a moment and you question God, like, why me? Or why am, I, why am I going through this? Are you there, God? Are you sure you're there, God? Do you hear me? In today's message, there's some people that I want to tell you about. There's a story that we're going to dive into, and they crossed over from one thing to the next and these people had to rely on God wholeheartedly. They were faced with a dicey situation. So you can go ahead and turn your iPhones to Exodus 14, 21, or your Bibles, if you brought your Bibles. Um, We're gonna get started. It says, then Moses stretched out his hand over the Red Sea, Exodus 14, 21. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. And the water, were divided. In this series, we're talking about crossing over, crossing over from one thing to the next. And the first thing that you need to do when you cross over is you have to have faith. You have to have faith when you're crossing over. Moses stretches out his hands, and he had faith that something would happen. So let me set this up for you just a little bit. It tells us that Moses had to have faith, but what about your story? where is your faith in God right now? Is it your faith or is it God's faithfulness or a mixture of both that's going to get you through whatever situation you're in? So let me give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, I am Carolina, born and bred, so we're going to go heels because that was a dicey game yesterday but we made it to the sweet 16 so we're good my husband justin he is from florida so he grew up there that's where his family is and after getting married we led a nonprofit here for a few years and then we moved to florida well when we moved to florida we um, had been there for several years and we had just purchased his grandparents house and um this house when we went to renovate it i opened up the spice cabinet because you know we had to clear everything out And there was a spice front and center. Who has like their spices where like the main spice is the main spice and it's right there and it's the one that you use? So I go to point, I'm like, oh, this is an older McCormick bottle. So I kind of look at the bottom, expired in 1985. This bottle had been expired longer than I had been alive. But here we are um, renovating his grandparents' house. This was our forever home as we knew it. I had the beautiful gray kitchen with the quartz countertops. I had a 10-foot pantry with my breakfast cabinet and my lunch cabinet and my dinner cabinet. I like to be organized, so there was purpose behind it. Um, We put in the sweat equity. We did it. But you know, Justin came home from work one day before our pod container in the driveway was even fully like unpacked. And he had taken a job at this new company and he'd been there for about a year and he came home and he said, I've been let go. And we have never faced this in our marriage life before. We didn't know what to expect. And so you immediately start racing through and thinking about, oh my goodness, well, how are we gonna pay the mortgage? How are we going to continue to provide for the kids? How are we gonna get these bills paid? Well, what's next? Where are we going to go? Where are you going to work? There were all of these floods of questions and thoughts that raced through our minds. And I'll tell you in that moment, we were hugging on the front porch as he told me this, and I started laughing. And he couldn't see my face in the moment, but he was like, are you laughing or crying? And I said, no, I'm I'm laughing because God's gonna carry us through this. We have to have faith in this moment. We took comfort in God. But let me take you back to the Israelite story. Let's go back to the beginning. What you need to know is that Moses is one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. And God is talking to Moses, and he's telling them to lead the Israelites out of the wilderness. They had been wandering for 40 years, and they needed to cross the Red Sea in order to do this. Well, Pharaoh was the King of Egypt during this time and Pharaoh and his people wanted to keep the Israelites captive. He wanted to keep them as slaves and use them. And Moses knew that, but Exodus 14, four, um, God tells Moses that I will harden, um, Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. And I will get the glory over Pharaoh and all of his host and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. So in order to have faith, you first, or in order to cross over, you first need to have faith. And then the second thing is that you have to trust God, even in these difficult situations, even when you don't know what's coming next. What you need to know is that nothing in your life is by accident. Nothing is a coincidence. It is all set up by God first. So it seemed like a setback for Justin and I when he lost his job was really a setup by God to bless us in a new way when we moved back to North Carolina. Exodus 14, 5 through 8. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed towards the people. And they said, what is this we have done that we have let the Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and he took his army with them and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers all over them. So he took a ton of people. He didn't just gather his best friends, he gathered armies and 600 of men and they were covered with um, their chariots, were covered with people going after the Israelites. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out fighting. The enemy is in pursuit of you. I know that's not a popular thought, but the enemy is in pursuit of you. But what you have to remember is that the enemy is like putty in God's hands. The enemy cannot fully have you because God already has the victory. And he is on the throne and he is in control. Verse 10 tells us that when the people of Israel saw the Egyptians coming, they feared greatly. They were in fear. Fear over what was going on, I would be too. But let's get interactive for, for just a second. The word fear is in the Bible a lot. So let's see. If you, think, if you think the word fear is in the Bible 100 times, raise your hand. If it's mentioned 100 times, 200 times, 300 times, 400 times. Fear is mentioned in the Bible. 427 times. That's a lot. That's talking about fear a lot. But did you know that when you're in the most fearful situations, that's when your te- your faith is going to be tested. Are you going to fight or are you going to flight? The Israelites were fearful because they looked at the Egyptians and not to God. When the people of Israel saw the Egyptians coming towards them, Moses said, "Fear not." Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord in which he will do the work for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you only have to be silent. So we cannot take our eyes off God. When was the last time that you were in a situation that was uncomfortable? Or you were like, God, where are you? I'm going from this season to the next. Where are you? When was the last time you got quiet? with him. What happens when you posture your heart in a way to allow the Lord to do what he's already set out to do? You have to get your heart in that place for him. And if faith and fear often go together, fear is the enemy of faith. In your life, you will sometimes be stuck between the Red Sea and getting over um, away from the Egyptians. But James 1, 2 through 3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, I don't know about you, but perseverance can be messy sometimes. And perseverance usually isn't fun. Nobody says, Oh, okay, except for Damon, Oh, I love training for marathons, or Oh, I love running these long races. Or I love going through these hard seasons in these hard times it's just my favorite I feel so good it's not comfortable it's not easy in order for Moses to persevere he had to do something and I don't know who needs to hear this but it's okay to cry out to the Lord this is when perseverance gets messy but he hears your heart and while crying out to God this is when the Lord spoke to Moses and he said, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. God didn't just say he was going to get them through the situation. He didn't just say, reach out your staff, I'll part the waters. It might be a little messy. You might need to leave some chariots behind you. Pick up your kids, get them on your backs. We're going to, we're going to have to, you know, get through. He says, I'm going to get you through on dry land. God went above and beyond, Moses just had to be obedient. So in that encounter with God, Moses' fear pushed his faith into action and he acted on what God told him to do. So the last thing that you need to do in order to cross over is to act in obedience. So you first have to have faith, you have to trust God and you have to act in obedience. And maybe there's a situation and it looks like there's no escape. But this is where God wants you to be. You can't do this on your own. Maybe it's in your health. Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's someone in your family. Maybe it's career or spiritual related. But are you lost in wondering? Does God feel distant to you? What's God calling you to do in your life right now? Think about it. What if Moses had raised his hand with the staff and nothing had happened? I'm sure he would have been a little fearful. I'm sure he would have felt a little foolish. And I'm sure all the people behind him would have questioned a lot. Who is this God you're talking about? He told you to do what? But you did it and it didn't happen. What's going on? But God's timing is always in the details. Exodus 14:19 through 20 says, Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of the Israelites' army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud was moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of the Israelites and the Egyptians. Through the night, the cloud brought darkness, and on one side and on light to the other. So neither went near each other all night long. This imagery is so powerful to me. The Lord, these angels went before them and then went behind them. The Egyptians couldn't get to the Israelites. God was protecting his people. He's keeping his promise. He's faithful to do that. So he's creating this boundary between them. He's protecting his people. Now this cloud that they're talking about, it makes me think of fog. And... Um, last week, I was getting the kids up and ready for school, and I got this weather alert on my phone that there was a fog advisory. And I was like, okay, there's fog, whatever, no big deal. There was fog. So I was driving them to school, and it's this drive that I do to Concord every single day. And I'm leaving the neighborhood. I'm like, well, maybe it'll lighten up a little bit. No. It was dense fog the whole drive. And this drive that I know so well became very foreign in that moment. And as I'm driving, I'm like, well, I know there's a light coming up. There's going to be a light. I should see brake lights, but I'm seeing nothing. And it was very dicey. (laughs) And so I'm just driving very slowly. And then I would drive, and I would see these big trees pop up. And it was so thick that it was nerve-wracking. And I had to trust the Lord to get us through where we were going. Something that you also need to know about me is that I am not a movie watcher. I can help pick out a movie, and I can also fall asleep during the movie within the first five minutes. So I'm going to use a little help from my childhood to paint this picture for you guys. Now, when I watched this, it was on VHS. So for those of you in the room who are probably under 30, VHS, it's this big tape, and it would go into a VCR. And if you rented the movie, you had to be kind and rewind rewind before you took it back, yes. And um, so you would put this in the VHS, and you would play this tape. Um, So I want to throw up um, this clip of a video that I watched growing up to help paint this picture of what the Israelites were going through. (laughs) His staff, you shall do my wonders. dramatic I know but you see this fear in the eye and these concerns and he's looking back at the people and the people are looking at him and and then when the the sea splits the one guy kind of looks at him and kind of like slowly walks forward now I feel like I need to apologize for those in the room who don't know what a VHS tape is because I know this is not the 4k quality that you're used to when it comes to digital media but we have this tense situation there are these high waters and I personally in that situation, I'd want to be the first one to go through and maybe run a little faster because you know you just you don't really know what's going on. But could you imagine being at Lake Norman and the waters part? And all of a sudden there's dry land. It's not muddy, it's not damp, there's not water puddles, it is dry. It's almost unimaginable to think about that. But this is my favorite part in the story, because here we have a God in the form of a cloud and fire surrounding the Israelites. How invincible would you feel? In that situation, if I were Moses, I'd probably puff my chest a little bit. But Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided, and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. The waters being a wall to their right hand and to their left. Now think about the Israelites in this situation. They're walking on the ocean floor, and it says there's a wall of water. We're not talking, oh, it, it spread ankle deep or, or thigh high. There is a wall dry land for them to cross on. And then it also says that there was a cloud surrounding them and a huge gust of wind is what pushed the sea apart. The water didn't evaporate, it's still there. And for the water to continue to have split the entire time they're walking through, the wind had to have been blowing the whole time. I mentioned earlier that Justin is from Florida and while we lived there for five years, we only evacuated for one hurricane. But if you ask me, this kind of sounds like a hurricane situation. You've got strong winds, you've got rough conditions, but what sounds like a hurricane to me was the blessing and the miracle that the Israelites needed. And sometimes we see see God And we need to step so that we can step across. We have to take those steps. And as I was learning more about this story, it said that that portion of the Red Sea that they were crossing was eight miles long. Now this is a different eight miles than the Eminem movie that we grew up on, but it's still dicey, still not ideal. Eight, Eight miles of walls of water that they're having to trust God every step of the way to keep the ground dry, to get them through to safety. And I'm sure it wasn't comfortable for them. I'm sure it wasn't just an easy walk in the park. You saw the nervousness in their eyes as they were looking around, right? But remember, fear is the enemy of faith psalms 23:4 says even though i walk through the darkest valley i will fear no evil for you are with me for your rod and your staff they comfort me i love how it references the staff because the staff is the thing that moses had to use to cross those waters anyone could look at the staff and say it's just a stick it's not going to do anything it has no purpose it has no point what is this staff in your life it does have purpose it does have meaning it's going to be the thing that god uses to carry you through maybe someone needs to cross over spiritually today maybe you're feeling empty or lost inside but can i tell you that there's freedom in christ maybe you're going from one situation to the next maybe you're having a job change or you're changing schools you're going from one grade to the next one season of life to the next just having a baby or being an empty nester. None of those things are terrible, but they cause shift, they cause change, and that's okay. But can you trust God to go ahead of you in these situations and in these moments? Does your faith in him exceed your fear? So right now, if everyone would just bow their heads and close their eyes. And if you'd like to experience this relational crossover with the Lord today, would you lift your hand and say, hey, there's something in my life that I need God to take control over. With nobody looking around, if you'll just lift your hands. We wanna pray this prayer together. Jesus, I need you. Will you help me as I cross over in this new relationship with you? Help me to live wide awake to your love and fully alive in your presence. Amen. Let's just celebrate the people that just made that decision for Christ today. Hey, if that was you, we have a team of people outside of these doors that want to meet with you. They want to help you grow and cross over in this journey with the Lord. If you would like prayer at the end of service, we have our prayer room right through these doors as well where we have a team of prayer warriors that would love to storm the gates, as they say, for you. Hey, Pastor Zach is going to be back next week. But until then, I hope you have a great week as we continue to love Jesus and change the world. I've never felt at home like this, just like a child, so in